0: the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everybody and welcome to a very special Blood Red podcast with me, Joe Rimmer, joined today by Paul Gorse for something a little bit different, I think, um, new for 2024, we're doing a bit of a, a top 10 video and um, we're making some big predictions for the year ahead and um, so yeah we're gonna be big we're gonna be bold we're live uh so if you um if you've got a question if you're watching on facebook or youtube um fire questions the comments and our producer Ian will um we'll drop it in the chat for me and um we'll try our best to answer it but um yeah we're gonna crack on with um our top 10 things will definitely in brackets maybe yeah, happen a,
1: in 2024 not a prediction it's a spoiler
0: yeah yeah that's who's that who's that i think it's paul heyman paul heyman yeah, yeah i like that i like that great um, so I'm either Brock Lesnar. Your, <laughs> yeah, you're your the point. Robin Reigns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm um, not, not as up with it. Uh, right, well, we'll start with, um, I think, quite an easy one for 2024, personally. Oh. Um, big, shiny, new contract, five years, big money for Trent Alexander-Arnold.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um- it's interesting, isn't it, this one? I think he, he was part of a slew of new deals in 2021. You know, Alisson, Van Dijk, Fabinho, Robertson, Henderson, eventually, uh, and and him. And <clears throat> you look at it now 25, coming into his prime years, the vice-captain, yeah. had an absolutely sensational couple of months, brilliant season overall. One of Liverpool's leading lights, homegrown uh, boys from West Derby, can't speak highly enough of him for for all that type of stuff. Um,
0: well, just just by why we what you, you obviously see him a lot more. What's he like behind the scenes? I mean, it feels like he's really growing in character. Yeah,
1: it, it seems to me like the the additional responsibility has brought out a new level in him, a new sort of air of authority about mm-hmm. him. He knows he's he's a brilliant player, yeah. but also he's becoming a real leader in the squad now as well. Obviously, Van Dijk is still the main man for all that type of stuff, but he uh, is on the. Leadership committee or group, or however you want to call it, and you do have kind of sit downs with the manager. And it's never never really for for big, major things what we're led to believe. It's just sort of like, you know, the lads have asked, Can you come in a couple of hours late on Christmas Day, or can we have
0: Monday off, or, you know, little
1: things like that. And and there's little
0: things that make the big difference on this. Yeah, I think
1: just to keep the the squad happy, bit of give and take with the the coaching staff and and for Klopp. Um, And his voice is is a massively influential one. Um, So, You look at it now and you're thinking, you just hope Liverpool don't take all that for granted. You know, the Mm -hmm. fact that he is a homegrown lad and he he always wants to be the Liverpool captain eventually and all that stuff, you know, because for me, there's a little bit of similarities with Stephen Gerrard back in 2005, was it? Yeah, after
0: they won the
1: champs. You know, if you listen to what Gerrard has said and what he's written in his book, Liverpool sort of rested on the laurels and just expected Gerrard to be there and, and you hope that isn't the same with... With, um Alexander Arnold um yeah. I haven't heard anything at the moment in terms of what might happen with with a new contract a few months ago it was kind of you know I, I think someone reported it and you know someone said well that's not necessarily us but it's like you know that there's no kind of suggestion that that's yeah in the pipeline at the moment so that's maybe a little bit wider the markets to say but Liverpool are going to have to do something, aren't they?
0: Yeah, um, I mean he's got a year a year left from the summer. Hasn't
1: yeah, he? yeah, and then that's when you do start getting yeah. a little bit yeah. twitchy and thinking, well, teams going to be looking at him and yeah. whether it's Real Madrid or you know you you do question you could afford him given the the age, the quality of the player, and 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 all that type of stuff. But there will be. People yeah. are, or clubs who will be looking. So um, I just hope Liverpool don't take it for granted and do kind of tie it down sooner rather than later. But certainly this this will be one that Liverpool will look to do this year.
0: Yeah, they tend to do us like a spate of contracts. Don't they? At the same time, I remember was it maybe 2019 or 2021 when it felt like they they did like Firmino, then Salah, yeah. then then, then yeah. Mane. Mane, yeah, yeah. And I think this summer could be could be one of them. Um, okay, that's Trent new contract. Um, Pretty confident in that one. Also pretty confident in number two, which is that Liverpool will add to their trophy cabinet over the next twelve months.
1: Yeah, well, we're recording this, aren't we, on the eve of the Carabao Cup yep. first leg yeah, semi final yeah. with Fulham.
0: Yeah.
1: Without being too disrespectful to Fulham, I think that's a, a fairly kind draw for Liverpool. I think if, if they're at it for the two games, then they'll book themselves a place. Yeah. At Wembley against is it Middlesbrough or Chelsea? Yeah. You'd fancy another showdown with Chelsea, wouldn't you, for the third third Cup final in two years. Yeah. And given that Chelsea haven't been in great form as well, you'd make Liverpool fan favourites yeah. for, for that tournament overall. So um
0: I, think I prefer be... Middlesbrough though. I just oh, prefer Middlesbrough, yeah. 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 Give us a bye. Don't 100%, mind.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I can't be bothered with another nil-nil against yeah, Chelsea no, no. taking it to penalty. Keller scoring the winner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um there is that. And then Liverpool favourites for the Europa League or one of the one of the fan favourites for for that into the last sixteen, which resumes in March. I'd love to see Liverpool. In that Europa League, yeah. it's the one that they haven't won yeah. on the clock. Okay, it's not the Champions League of course, but they're in there. So why not go and, and win it? Um and then the FA Cup, the drawers put them with um Bristol Rovers or, or Norwich. Norwich. It's really opened it up, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh and yeah, at the same time when Man City got Tottenham, Tottenham and, away. and Chelsea yeah. have got Chelsea got the, like. and the new villa, yeah. Like and then I think there was another all Premier League tie in there as well. So yeah. Yeah, and it has slightly opened up for Liverpool, and I think that still represents the the kind of fourth in the list of priorities. But why not just go for everything and and see what you end up with? Uh, It's it's, you know looking at you know first week of January, you're looking at it now, thinking there's so many things to keep Liverpool fans excited and and tuned in for the next three, four, five months. So yeah. um, Things are things are optimistic.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be busy. I I probably should have put Liverpool to have more than one trophy to the cabinet, because I, I actually feel quite confident. I think in Europe, you know, Liverpool they're not just the best team, but they have the best weapon in Europe, which is Anfield. And no team will want to come to Anfield over to you know, yeah. for, for for the second leg or the first leg of a tie. And and you know, we know Liverpool can blow teams away when they're on form at Anfield, and I would fancy them to do that as they get to the latter stages of that competition. Um and then, yeah, League Cup. I mean, Chelsea are a bit of a basket case, aren't they? So you don't really know yeah. what to expect. And if you do get Chelsea in the final, there is every chance they could put a performance together. But I think from the last time the two sides met, and they'll be meeting quite soon again, won't they, at Anfield, I think Liverpool have grown, whereas Chelsea have you know, fallen to pieces. You know, at the start of the season, I thought you know, with the, what happened in the summer and, and the transfers and stuff like that, they were sort of scrapping out to see who was going to be a contender. And since then, we found out that Liverpool are a contender and, and Chelsea really aren't. So, yeah, I think those two competitions, I'm pretty confident. The FA Cup, well, it's opened up. And if City get knocked out, Liverpool should consider themselves the favourites, depending on draws. And then the, the Premier League is there. Small so the Premier,
1: yeah, yeah. you know the Premier three, three League, um, yeah. Three-point lead. Yeah, I mean, it's who knows how that's going to shape up. But I, I think... I, th- I suppose the, the interesting thing is this year is it wasn't really anticipated. Yeah. So it's kind of just riding the crest of the wave, and whatever happens, happens. And, yeah. and if they don't win the Premier League, it's no great disappointment or shock because it certainly wasn't expected at the beginning of the year. But um, while they're in it, why not just see how they how they carry on? I, I, what I find interesting is the fact that they've only lost one game in, in nine months. Yeah. Thirty-one games. Is it? There's games that. It's nearly a full full season. That's um that is the, the form of a team who are good enough to win the to win the league. So um we'll see what happens going yeah. forward and maybe those competitions will come into play and, and will be a factor in certain games. But I just feel that it's opened up slightly for the pool and it's a little bit unexpected, but as as Klopp might say, let's go for it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think title you don't you don't plan for a title challenge, if that makes sense. A title challenge develops, especially for a club. Yeah. And, and I think it has developed this year. And, and you look at their, the other rivals. Well, Even if Man City do put a run together, they're definitely not the Man City they were last year. And they're not the Man City I think they were, even when Liverpool scrapped it out with them in 2018-19 in and 2019-20 and obviously won the title then. So I, I think it's opened up for them. And if they can, if they can keep this form going... You know they can just keep the nose ahead of City. I still think City will come back, and I think yeah. that, that is the whether they can whether they can match City. I don't know, but I definitely think it's opened up, and I definitely think Liverpool fans should be confident and should go into the second half of the season and, and really believe. Because, yep, um, yep, totally that's right ago, yeah, totally. And they should also believe that our third thing, which is. um and you just want it then. So it's a little bit cheating this, but a big day out in Dublin. I yeah. definitely think that is on the cards, which is the Europa League final in, in the Aviva Stadium in Dublin. Um, and just that, I mean, just what an incredible occasion that would be.
1: Yeah, it's, it's something that I've thought about a few times, I was actually, just thinking that. You know, if you can just get through the the group stages, which aren't the most glamorous for Liverpool, yeah. they played in the winter months against teams who, with respect to Toulouse and yeah. Union, San Gil, Blasque. Yeah, they're yeah. not the um they're not the glamorous European ties of what was it two years ago? Was it no. when Liverpool played AC Milan and um who else did you also have in the group? a great battle against Madrid and um was the other one?
0: Difficult group. God, I can't... Um, You're asking me to remember things that yeah. were more than yesterday. So
1: Yeah, but if you can just kind of get through the, the group stages and, and ride it out till the kind of early spring, which is what Liverpool have done now, that um, it's quite a, a tantalising prospect, isn't it? You know, a big day out in Dublin. Imagine how many supporters are going to be there. You know, already the legions of, of Irish fans who already live in and around Dublin and, and Ireland as a whole congregating to the, the capital. And then... It's an easy one for Liverpool fans to get to, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Um they'll have to build a bridge. Honestly, they'll yeah, have to build a yeah, bridge. Yeah. Um Hollyhead to, to Dublin. You know, whether it's like you
1: know, yeah. on the the, the Stena line or whatever yeah. it is. It's it just promises to be a, a, a fantastic yeah. Not not even day, just you know, a week, weekend or, or week. And um I think I, I think that has probably sustained fans in the in the last few months, you know, just yeah. kind of thinking of that. Obviously still work to do before they can get there. They've got to navigate to wherever they get in the drawers and whatever else. But in terms of the Europa League, I d I I don't think there's anyone who Liverpool look at and on, on you're fearful of, you know, by Leverkusen yeah. obviously having a, a great season. I think Roman are still in there, aren't they? And, yeah. and you've got yeah. the teams who've dropped down from the from the Champions League. But um this isn't the same Liverpool as, as last year. They're a much better team, yeah. much more compact, uh, rebuilt midfield, more options in terms of goal scorers, and it's a defence who is very much back to what it was in the last sort of three or four years. So um, they do feel like, you know, they should be in the Champions League. They are a Champions League-level club team. Um, So when you put them into the Europa League, you'd have to consider them one of the strong favourites.
0: Definitely, definitely. And I I just think, like you say, the the tantalising aspect of of that type of final should be, you know, it should be, that should be everything. Liverpool should be going out for you know. Now that Man United are kind
1: of rival there, yeah, that would have that would have been yeah so would, fun.
0: Would have been and it would have been a bit dodgy, wouldn't it? Whereas this could just be you know if they play a European side there, you know it's it's just could be a celebration, couldn't it? Really for Liverpool, you know as you say they've got a huge following in, in Ireland yeah. and in Dublin, and um, we know that ourselves. And and you know it would just be incredible to be there. I, um, I
1: think they talk about it in the in the same way they talk about you know yeah. Rome or yeah. you know madrid or whatever i think genuinely, obviously it's not the european cup slash champions league but i won't make it any less of a of an enjoyable day out for those over there
0: that's it and i think people forget you know like in the modern day sort of competing for every trophy and you know if you finish second it's a, the seasons a, yeah. is a failure i i think people forget that football is about moments it's about emotions it's about those big big events and You know, you go back to the Europa League or UEFA Cup as it was then in 2001. You know, Liverpool played the final in Dortmund, Mm -hmm. an incredible stadium. You ask anyone that was there and they'll tell you how how amazing that occasion was. And it's the same for this. You know, I I think you look at you look at that, you know, the, the, the type of final, and it's a, it's a shame it's not um, in, in Croke Park, which is so much bigger, but it, the type of final would be, you know, imagine the people in the pubs of Dublin. It, it, would, be, it would be incredible. So um, I really want to see it happen. We've gotten some questions coming in from, from Richard Hutchinson on, on YouTube here. Uh, Richard, I'll get to some of them as we go along. He's asking about some defenders, which I think, to be honest, ties into one or two of our, our points. So I will come to them, so stick with us. Um, and yeah, um, spit roasted penguin has asked us a similar question. Will Liverpool have to sign anyone, um, so we'll come to them. So stick with us, and we will do. Um, but the next one is, is I think the biggest one, and I, and I've put this in there. So you might disagree with me, Paul, but I've put Mohamed Salah announces his Liverpool departure. Now bear with us because there's a bit more to this than than perhaps just the headline. <laughs> but quickly in the come. Come. yeah, but but I think looking at it, I think that. Salah will have looked at Saudi Arabia, maybe not realise that that isn't really what it's all cracked up to be. Perhaps, you know, this last season, we've seen that, you know, the money on offer might be great, but the crowds, the occasion, the, the teams, you know, it doesn't really seem to be perhaps the way that they hoped. Um, I'm not saying it'll go the way that the Chinese league did, but it, it kind of feels similar at the moment. So I think Salah will probably assess his options and realise staying at Liverpool is the best option. But I don't think Liverpool will necessarily give him a new deal. So I almost think that the club and player might come to a point where they say, you know what, you've got a year left from this summer. It's a big contract. Everyone's happy, scoring goals. You're a big part of what we do. Let's just see out that deal. Um, I don't see Liverpool wanting to give him another deal because I think then you're getting into his late, his mid to late 30s with a, with a big contract. That just doesn't seem the way Liverpool do things how difficult it was for them to put this deal together. Yeah. Um so and I, and I think for Salah it wouldn't he wouldn't mind keeping his options open big signing on FIFA when you you leave a club on a free. I kind of think it might too all parties Liverpool would be waving a fee but but ultimately they would also save a lot of wages. So what do you, what do you think do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean I think one of the big things for him to get the contract he got when he was 30 is the fact that there was a trust between the the hierarchy and and the player himself that he was still capable of, of doing what he, what he'd done in the previous sort of three four years. I think Salah backed himself to continue being the main man and yeah. and the top scorer. And I think last year did he score thirty last season?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, d- yeah. Despite it, you know a really yeah. poor season for, for Liverpool overall, he's on two eighteen now in all yeah. competitions. You know we could feasibly get another. 12 or 13 to Eclipse when he did last season and, and Liverpool are going for all major titles again and he, he's still the main man. So I suppose in that way, the faith has been vindicated. Faith in faith from Salah in his own ability for for the kick-off and then the fact that the club and the ownership have, have trusted him to be able to carry on delivering. Um. So from that perspective, everyone's been proven right. Now, it probably gets a little bit more difficult to continue... To perform and continue to convince people that you can perform, the older you get, the more yeah. into your thirties. Thing is going to be thirty-two in June, so by the time next season starts, he's thirty-two, and he's still in, and that well, somewhere between three hundred and fifty and four hundred, based on you know goal contributions and all that type yeah. of stuff. It's a very complex deal by all accounts, but he's the highest-paid player of all time at Liverpool. I can't see him getting. An improvement on those terms. No. But on the flip side, I look at it now and think the top professionals playing until 36, now, as sure. opposed to yeah. when kind of we were growing up and it was more like 31, 32. So much advancements in sports science and the levels of professionalism have gone up and, and no one's more dedicated and, and professional than the Mo Sally. You've only got to look at the, the, the nick he's into yeah. to, to know that he's having recovery sessions at 2am when he's getting back from away games and right. all that type of stuff and physios and whatever else. And he keeps himself at the absolute peak, doesn't he? He's never injured and, yeah. and whatever else. So for me, I think if you can continue justifying the contract, then I'd hope to see an extension, to be honest up until maybe 35, 36, when you might see him start to to wane a little bit. And, okay, he's not Lionel Messi, but Messi is still, was he 36 now, Messi? 37 in May. And he's still, you know, okay, he's in America, but he's still one of the best players in the world, isn't he? And Salah, maybe not quite at at that level in terms of, like, the best player in the world, but he's still one of the most high-profile, best-performing players in, in European football, isn't he? So... I just don't. I don't want to contemplate a Liverpool without Salah. I suppose um,
0: you're gonna have to at some point.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm ju- I'm still kicking it down the road, and I hope that he can carry on performing as he has done since he signed that new deal 18 months ago.
0: Yeah, there does seem to be a bit more harmony between Liverpool and Salah. I think before they signed that deal, you know, you were always I was always watching his agent for what he tweeted. Yeah, yeah. Everyone seems a lot happier. He seems a little bit more like he is. A bigger part of the squad, if that makes sense, a bigger personality, rather than just being the goal scorer who, I, I don't know, he just feels like more of a, a figure at Liverpool. But, but I think I just think once you get to, you know, he's going to be 33 by the end of this deal, isn't he? And once you get to that age, it becomes very difficult for the player and club to get their expectations aligned in terms of what a deal looks like. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it might be one where Liverpool have got a succession plan as well. So all parties might say, well, let's just see out this contract.
1: Yeah, I mean James let's look at a considerable peak of the nearly yeah. signed as one year contract addition. Um I'm trying to remember when that was now. But maybe it's a it's a similar thing with Salah. Um might he think that play of the land elsewhere isn't as great as that Liverpool and you know, he's, he's revered, isn't he? As a yeah. Liverpool player. Might, might he might there be a kind of reduction in on terms and, and carry on and he's he's thirty three. I don't know, but um, I think I, I do agree with you in terms of does does feel like there's a bit more yeah. harmony between the the respective parties. Um, yeah, it's I I he is it is just it become a figurehead, hasn't he you now? Rather than just the the main goal scorer, you know, they moved on Mane, they have moved yeah. on Firmino, but Salah is still there, kind of leading the way with with the the new the new gunslingers, you know, Darwin Nunes, Luis Diaz, Cody yeah. Akpo. And to a lesser extent, Jota and and Moe are still the main man.
0: Yeah, well, we'll, we will see. But I I certainly think that something big is going to happen with Salah over the next 12 months. Um, I also think that FSG will announce plans to buy a new club. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
1: The Blood Red Podcast from
0: the Liverpool Echo. We know that Dave Powell, our business football reporter, has long been reporting that they fancy buying a basketball club, Mm. perhaps a new franchise in in Las Vegas. Um, And I think it's the sort of thing that I think will cause a lot of controversy among fans because Red Sox fans think they don't spend as much on Red Sox as they do in Liverpool. Vice versa, FSG aren't the type of owners who spend, spend, spend. So... When their focus is, is sort of, took elsewhere, then you could see a little bit of that. But they're very quiet. Liverpool uh, FSG since they decided to keep Liverpool and they got that extra investment. I don't think we're necessarily going to hear big things from them around Liverpool, but perhaps elsewhere. What do you what do you think?
1: Yeah, um, and maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing, no, is it? No. You know, certainly if, if the team's performing and they're doing well on the pitch and and they are bringing in the right players at the right time, I, I see no reason. Yeah, and fields redeveloped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're less than a month into that, aren't yeah. we? So um, I don't see why there has to be any any big, you know, upheaval behind the scenes or, or even stuff that we're aware of. Um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one, is it? Because we are looking at it maybe a little bit further back than a year ago, and maybe sort of 13-14 months ago, and you're looking at it, and there was talk of them wanting to sell and. It really looked like what what is going on behind the scenes because you've got the, the sporting director wanting to upsticks the head head of data, Ian Graham. He was announced his resignation. There was talk of, of selling the club and there was loads of rumors mm-hmm. from various yeah. parties interested and in whatever else. And you you were thinking, Well, what's what's going on here? You know, there's so much instability and so many questions and, and now those questions have gone away, haven't they? We know that FSG are planning for the long term. Yeah. Klopp is building a new team. It's all going well on the pitch, and uh, there's loads to be excited about. So, I think for this year, the FSG stuff will keep Dave Pal busy, of course. But yeah. I don't think it's there's going to be too much to.
0: Um, I, I think, think fans uh, interested. Really, it could be kind of their quietest year at Liverpool yeah. yet, couldn't and, it, and that, that's that's no bad thing, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll just sum up our top five, and then we'll we'll, we'll carry on. Trent, new contract a trophy in Liverpool's cabinet, a big day out in Dublin for the Europa League final. Mohamed Salah announcing, I said, departure. I think we decide on future um, and FSG um, are announcing plans to, to buy a new franchise, as they say. Um, so the next one, um, I think we both agree on this. Liverpool spent big on a defender or midfielder or both.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... The interesting thing for me, I, I think i mentioned it a few times now, but when, when they went in for Caicedo in, in August and they, <laughs> they blew everyone off the water, but 111 million pound yeah. bid, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I, I was on paternity leave at the time, but I remember seeing the three from David Ornstein. I think it was on a night feed and I'd just seen it <laughs> at like two o'clock in the morning and I had to check that it wasn't a parody. So <laughs> you show know, yeah, three-time, yeah, Is that yeah. definitely David Ornstein's yeah. account? And it was, and it was true. And Liverpool were, were going big time for, for Brighton's defence in the field there. And it all t- sort of fell away or crumbled or whatever within the space of about two or three days. And Liverpool signed Otaro Endo instead for for sixteen million. So that money there technically is, is still sort of resting in the account, isn't it, as, as far as Ted would say. So what what are Liverpool going to do now? Because it's the money's still there. Yeah. You. You'd think that they're starting to think that we might have the Champions League money back on the agenda yeah. from yeah. you know July onwards or whenever that comes into the accounts. Yep. Yeah. Um Liverpool are able to significantly add to their squad.
0: Yeah.
1: Now it's just a case of where that money's gonna be spread and, and
0: how it's gonna be um Diverted really. Can I throw a few names? We're getting lots of names in Go the on. comments. Lacroix, Lacroix, um, actually, Le- 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 yeah. keep getting him. Florentino, Luiz, yeah. he's a midfielder, isn't he? Um, Inacio, the, um, mm. the the sporting centre back. There's another guy, um, Silver, isn't there? Is yeah. it Benfica centre back, yeah. Um and who's the other guy we were discussing before? Uh, who's uh, man, dear man. Dear man dear yeah, man. I think it was yeah.
1: it was Lewis Steele, Daily Mail. I think he he, yeah. he linked Liverpool with them. Um, yeah. Something yeah. We, we are checking out.
0: They they all make sense, though, don't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I don't think you can you can discount too many really yeah. in terms of I think Liverpool are watching him because they watch loads, yeah. In all honesty, and it's it's never or quite often it's not with a view to, or watching him because really like him we want we want to bring him in it's more just watching so many players and they don't really discount Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't definitively say he's not for us until they get to like a certain age where improvements are only going to be yeah. incremental so but, that's
0: sort of 25 and upwards just to touch on that because someone's asked about Bowen Sané um, Rafinha and Elise. I certainly think Bowen and Sané I would imagine they're the ones you can sort of cross off the list Sané almost, of, certainly, yeah. yeah Bowen's 28 yeah. And, and Klopp loves Bowen doesn't he but 28th, do you think that they would spend? He'd cost a lot of money. No, yeah.
1: no, not now. Not, no. I think he might have maybe missed the boat. Liverpool were certainly keen on the three years. Coming yeah, up? yeah. They were yeah. Um, and this year has gone on to kind of prove himself as as one of the one of the best around, hasn't it, he? Really? Jared Bowen. Yeah, he's a great player. He's a fair player. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think it might have just passed him by now. You, you look at who Liverpool have signed in the last few years. They signed Conate when he was 22. Nunez when he was 22, Diaz was a little bit older. I think 25. I think yeah. He just turned 25 that yeah. month. Um, it's generally between the 22 and 25 mark, isn't it? Diogo yeah. Jota right. was, was similar.
0: Michael Elise, I think, kind of to me is one that kind of makes sense 100%. if they were if they were buying, yeah. Yeah. buying there because um, because of his age and he's playing in the Premier League. But I think he's one that Liverpool would want to watch for maybe another year to make sure that they think he's up to the standard.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I I read something recently about a, the existence of a, of a buyout clause. Oh, that, that, well, he signed a new contract and they looked yeah. like he was going to go to Chelsea and the summer and then he yeah. signed a new contract. It was all quite sudden yeah. and surprising. I wouldn't be surprised if there, if there is an existence of a release clause in those terms. Yeah. With Elisei thinking, well, at some point, yeah. I might look to move here, and we you know, the premium and Premier League clubs aren't yeah. really under pressure to sell, so buyout clauses tend to be the way things work now. So. Yeah, I do like him, though. I saw it, particularly against... I think he played against, uh, Who was it, a couple of weeks ago? Wolves, was it? He had, a, he had a great game. I think he'd just come back from injury. But, yeah, uh, that... Certainly, he's a player who I'd be looking at. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, one for further down the line. Um, well,
0: you probably think midfield defender is is the priority for the time being. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: it's... It's the matter of injury, has not it? Which is kind of... You know, brought a few more question marks. He's suffered an ACL. He's yeah. gonna be thirty three in yeah. August, I think. Um, he's out of contract.
0: Don't ruin our next one. But yeah, no, it makes sense. And and in terms of this month, do you think it would just be? like a post situation, a Diaz situation where someone that they were thinking might work in the summer, they realise actually we can get in ahead and, and, and get them done. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I
1: think I've said it on the last few pods now. I just feel like it has opened up for Liverpool and, yeah. and if they can be a little bit aggressive and proactive in the transfer window, it could just be the one or two players who have come in and just t- t- tilt everything in their favour yeah. for you know, the league or maybe even Premier League. So,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, We'll see. I don't think they'll need to be bringing in stock-gap short-term no, options at the no. moment. But if there is something available, uh, let's see what's what they can do. Because you know, we know the money's there, don't we? Um, yeah. But there are external factors which sometimes come into play.
0: Yeah.
1: Ie. Lewis Diaz when they didn't really plan on bringing him in before yeah. Tottenham made their move. Yeah.
0: Keep sending your questions in. Quick, quick one from Kai Delaney is watching. Uh, Hi, Kai. Um, the guy who used to run our blood red podcast a while back, and we, we miss him, he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, he asked when we can see Thiago back in a red shirt. Um, I mean, we're talking about things will definitely happen in 2024, oh, yeah. so I don't, I don't know about that. But you, you didn't you think that he might have been on the bench weekend No
1: Uh, Doyle said to me at Arsenal, he's heard the rumor that yeah. Thiago might be on the bench, but obviously that didn't transpire. Um, don't know where that one came from, yeah, yeah. I mean.
0: Oh, sorry, Kyle says PS, tell
1: Paul I miss him. Oh, I miss him too. Yeah. 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 Caught up with him just for Chris, just yes, yeah, Chris yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah, good guy. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the annoying thing for Thiago is Liverpool brought forward his surgery so he'd be fit for the start of the season and now they played 20 <laughs> games in the Premier League yeah. and he hasn't kicked the ball. Yeah. Um, I haven't even seen him in training, have we? With no, the Training kit on. No. That for me is the big worry. Um, yeah. He's yeah. one of Liverpool's biggest earners. He hasn't played all season. Is he going to? You know, is he even a factor at this point for this season?
0: Yeah,
1: I hope so. I hope that he can possibly get himself fit and play some sort of part. But his last start was in February of, of last year, so he hasn't played, yeah. he hasn't started the game for 11 months. Yeah, his last game at all was in April.
0: Yeah,
1: um, so it's just looking increasingly likely that he's just going to become a bit part yeah. player for the season, which is a massive shame because I thought with, with the midfield restructuring. They didn't have to rely on him too much, and he could have just been dropped in here you or know, there and just, you know, with, with his cameos. And I still think he's the best midfielder when he's fit and ready, but that is a, is a massive caveat, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's very sad because I do think he'd have played a fairly big part this season. Yeah. You, know, I, I um, you know, I think he's, you know, I think you look at the way the midfield shaped up. Um, yeah, and obviously on his day, he's such a good player. Yeah. Uh, you keep thinking back to that United game when he yeah. ran the show in just, the 4-0. Just, it. just at
1: that time, really, yeah. those sort of like yeah. three months or so during yeah. the end of that season. Yeah. Um, Klopp said, I think it was in November, that we expect him to be out until the new year. Um, I think he was just sort of kicking it down the road there, so we stopped getting asked about it. But now it is the new year, he might start getting quizzed on it a little bit more so hopefully we'll have some sort of update in the coming
0: days yeah we'll rattle through some of the next ones a shake-up in defence I mean you've just you've just um, mentioned it yeah a big shake-up in defence this summer Van Dijk new deal potentially maybe a one-year one for him Um, he's got what two years left to run as well or well, 18 months sorry
1: yeah 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 um, yeah, I mean, he's the captain. is He was made the captain yeah. six months ago. With, with So, obviously, that's, that's with the view to it being a long-term thing. I don't think you, you kind of name yeah. a new captain for a year, do you, or, no, or no. 18 months. So, yeah, it's going to be his birthday's in June, so it'll be 33 in June, I think. Yeah, um, That, you know, is kind of worrying territory.
0: Um, Van Dijk seems more to one rather than like Salah, who I think will fancy himself to... Fair play and um, big, big, big money until his late thirties. I think Van Dyke seems to be one that will will sort of accept a little bit of scaling down as as time goes on. Do you, do you think that's fair or maybe
1: maybe yeah yeah
0: um, in the way that James Milner or someone like that would have done.
1: Yeah, I mean you look at Thiago Silva now; he's, he's still performing for Chelsea in the thirties or whatever, and Van Dyke is not necessarily someone who. You know he does have those qualities, but he doesn't massively rely on on his physical attributes. Yeah. So even if he does become a little yard slower or yeah. whatever else, he's still kind of a um, thinking man's defender, isn't he? And very good on the ball, particularly with those right raking diagonal passes. So Absolutely. I don't think he's he's going to fall off a cliff in terms of his, his contributions or, or his output. And I think. He's been absolutely superb this season, hasn't he? Yeah. One one of the yeah. best defenders in the Premier League. He's got the best centre-half for the team who has got the best defensive record. So, um, yeah, it'd be a shame to, to discard him too quickly. Yeah.
0: But Qantas development and a massive goodbye is probably more likely as well. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. it's sad what,
1: what has happened to Joe And Klopp was, was keen to talk up the prospect of a new contract, but he doesn't always have the last say on, no. on this type of stuff, does he? So... Maybe up has played his last game. Yeah. Such a sad end to his Liverpool career if it, if it is. know, just kind of hobbling off in you know, a mm-hmm. game against Fulham. Wasn't yeah. it on the telly, wasn't Playing really well. Yeah, he yeah, was having, yeah. A good, having a really good season. But yeah. um, never been too durable. 33 out of contract. Or he will be 33.
0: And we know we know they're looking at new centre-halves as well. So exactly, with, yeah. And with, uh, with Van Dijk, Kanate and then Kwanzaa's development.
1: Yeah, I think Kwanzaa's developments has been the, the, the kind of feel good story of the season, hasn't yeah. it? It's come from nowhere really. I, I think even Klopp's been surprised by it. Um but every time you play you see him play he doesn't tend to put a foot wrong. Looks remarkably composed for somebody who's only twenty and I think if there was somebody who was twenty years of age playing like that in the Premier League elsewhere, yeah. I think you'd start seeing why are Liverpool looking at him? Yeah. Um, yeah. you know Levi Colwell is a perfect yeah. example. He were, they were very Um, But Kwanzaa has been flawless this season when he's played.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, Um, we'll move on quickly to number seven, which is Liverpool return to America. It's almost like a sure thing, isn't it, in the summer this year?
1: You'd think so, yeah. I mean, the last two summers they've been to Thailand, Far East, yeah. Mm. yeah. I know they turned down the chance to be in that uh, kind of Vegas tournament over the summer that Manchester United were involved in. I think Chelsea were there as well. Um, and it's been how many years now since he we went to America? Is it five? Twenty nineteen. Is, it,
0: is it as long as that? Yeah, I suppose uh, with COVID was, and stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So, um, I think this might be viewed as a, as a great opportunity to get out there and yeah. further the um, the the fan base in America. Obviously, yeah. owners based there, aren't they, and whatever else. So, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, we normally start hearing, hearing about this types of stuff in the right about March time, yeah. I think that um, German training camp might be back on the agenda. Yeah, I don't know whether that's going to be before or after the, yeah. the commercial leg of, of the summer activities, but, um, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine it will be America this summer.
0: Yeah. Um, next one, uh, number nine. Um, Ian Doyle made quite a big prediction on this pod yesterday. Um, saying, positive. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, you, okay. were in, you were on the pod. Oh, like, yesterday, sorry. Uh, uh, Bobby Clark. Oh, um, yes, yeah, yeah. Becoming a, he, he said that by the end of the year, he, he would expect Bobby Clark to be not a fixture in Liverpool's first team, but put someone in and around there playing games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I, I kind of trust Doyle to have that. He doesn't often say big positive things unless no, he means it, does he? So um, so him, Connor Bradley as well, Kay Gordon, Ben Doak, some, some big developments on their part, do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I, I was saying in, in Brussels a few weeks ago that, you know, specifically Gordon and Doak, you know, these are our boys and we don't want to loan them out just for the sake of it. Yeah. Particularly Gordon, who's had an absolute torrid sort of two years with injuries, hasn't he? Um, yeah. He's only recently just come back. So yeah. don't know if there'll be any uh, rush to to throw him out to the um, the, land, the, the Wolves of lower league football yeah. where you're getting kicked by grizzled veterans <laughs> yeah, yeah. being around the block and whatever yeah. else. So, yeah, I just think some more quiet considerable development from all those players this this calendar year is, yeah. it will be great you know I thought Gordon looked good against the USG he just he takes the ball in ten half turn lovely doesn't he and I think he's just kind of got fouled a little bit too much yeah. whenever he got the ball though we want to see a little bit more from, you know, from him in terms of the the final pass yeah. to the little ball to the back post or whatever it is because he, he gets around as yeah. full-backs superbly when he has the ball. Conor Bradley, uh, i seen Carl Frampton at the, the box, the Northern Irish boxer yeah. the other day saying uh, he could be the biggest Northern Irish football prospect since George Best which yeah, I was, quite... was quite quite the praise. Um, yeah. Had he not had that back injury, I'm yeah. sure we would have seen him a lot more yeah. as well. Yeah, And um Bobby Clark, yeah, I mean it's loads of competition now in Liverpool's midfield but He's a he's a classy little operator and um looking forward to seeing him go from strength to strength. But I suppose the um the good thing is there's no major pressure on any of them to um to become big major Liverpool stars in the next year. It's just a case of giving them game time and seeing how they develop in the same way the likes of, of Trent and, and Curtis Jones have done.
0: Definitely. Okay, final one. Um rivals implode. Um and I'll I'll put a little Asterisks on the top of this because I don't think Man City are going to employ because no. they never do, um, and um, yeah, um, they just they just will spend again. But the others, I, I think there's a huge chance. I don't think Eric Ten Hag will be Man United manager by the end of the year. Um, I think that that is only trending one way. Um, Chelsea are just a mess that I cannot see sorting themselves out anytime soon. Um, surely they can't keep spending money and you see now i don't know whether we'll get the backing long term and then arsenal i think arsenal may and i really like arsenal i think they're a good team i think they've built a good team there but i think they may have shot their load a little bit sorry for um the, the phrase but I, I look at the way that they've they've spent a lot of money arsenal and we know now that ffp is starting to bite a little bit in terms of they can't keep spending yeah. at such a such a level and it's taken them to, to somewhere and i don't necessarily think we're going to see them kick on any further I kind of think they've hit their level I see um, them now. yeah I think so I mean I, I really like Declan Rice I think um, I think um, Gabriel and um, God his name's just Saliba. Saliba of course Saliba I think great players I think they made a mess of their goalkeeping situation um, um, and then I like Zaka a lot but him and Martinelli Really good players, but don't score a great, yeah. great deal of goals. Um, yeah, vase of flowers saying skies are, are certainly darkening over Castle Greyskull. I've never anyone called <laughs> um, Old yeah. Trafford, Trafford Castle School in a while. I like that. And yeah, I think he is. Um, I think Ten Hag is living on borrowed time. But yeah, I don't. I just don't know where Arsenal go next. Yeah, I don't know whether they've got the money to spend big. Well, or that's it,
1: isn't it? They, they've spent an awful lot bringing Zinchenko, with Jesus, yeah. and Rice and Ray Yeah, sure the other players in there as well that they've spent on, and now the um, doesn't seem like they've got the money to bring in the, the centre forward that they desperately need. Um, I agree with you on on Saka and Martinelli. I think Saka's played a stupid amount of minutes, hasn't yeah, he,
0: for yeah.
1: the last sort of two years, even three years maybe. Um, he looks like he needs a bit of a rest, yeah. you know. To just it's a bit of a patchy form. Is it one minute eight now? One
0: minute
1: seven? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if if they have they have another poor month, they could be well, well out oh, yeah. of any, any sort of title race. Yeah. Um, United, are just United, you know. I think me and Dooley were, were having a bit of a debate yesterday in the office, and he was trying to tell me that. Oh yeah, this
0: United is top
1: that, yeah. class, and that I just wasn't having it. Did
0: I, it? I like you said. I think you can count on the fingers of one hand how many top class players they've got, and and they just they haven't bought well. They're not they don't see him a club in harmony. I don't really necessarily think that this investment is going to make a huge amount of difference into the way they run. And, you know, they've tried every different type. They do remind me of Liverpool in the sort of nineties and noughties a bit, you know, trying different types of manager, different types of football, putting lots of trust in the manager, putting less trust in the manager. Yeah. Trying different types of players. And they always have one or two players that, that stand out like Bruno Fernandes, whether you like him or not, you know, the United fans love him and, and, and he, he does score goals and, and create things, but he it doesn't necessarily take them onto that next level, whereas Liverpool have become a unit like, like United were in the nineties where they could swap players but carry on at the same level and yeah. I just can't um I can't see I can't see Ten Hag having a happy end in there. I mean, what did he say yesterday that they're still in still in two competitions with yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Premier League well, to compete well, I, for? Awesome. I mean, yesterday come it's on.
1: Wigan and okay it's just third round the FA Cup on Monday night away from home and you're just trying to get through it. But that was an opportunity for them to play well. They never play well. Every nope. time I see them, they don't play well. The games that they win, they kind of scrape by, they do enough, they play in little two, five-minute bursts and it, and it gets them over the line. Or oh, the comprehensively they played, yeah. they get beat. Um, and the recruitment's been awful. You know, the amount of money they've spent on that right side, James Hanschelman and Anthony, yeah, what is it? 160 million, something like that, for, for both of them.
0: The Sancho situation is 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 a crazy, crazy thing. I mean, to allow that to happen, I think I still think that if either if Liverpool had needed him at the time and he'd gone to Liverpool, we'd be talking about yeah. really, really good player. Yeah, yeah. Um But United you know, sort have of just mismanaged him, and you know, and, and, and you look at that, and, and to spend that money on Anthony. So yeah, I mean, I, in terms of what that means for Liverpool, I always thought going into the season that Liverpool were the city's. The best rivals, and and I think over the course of the last six months, that has only strengthened my confidence in, the, in that. And and I don't think much will change over the next twelve months. But maybe United, Arsenal, Chelsea fans will pull this video out and yeah. um, and 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 laugh at us. But yeah,
1: I haven't spoke really about Chelsea too much. But what's going on there? It's oh, just I it's think... just the craziest project in football, isn't it? Um,
0: I love how their manager, you know, you see Pochettino in press conferences. And he says, "Yeah, you know, like we need to see what we can do in the market." Yeah. And every time, I think, why? The, why is his bosses not saying no? Go and coach. Klopp gets yeah. a lot of stick for, I like training over transfers, but sometimes, you know, Chelsea do need to do some training. They yeah. need to coach. Yeah, yeah. get Nicholas I mean, Jackson do you, do
1: you just and back, having the yeah. Well, the hope will be that he can start doing a bit and show what what he what he's been. What they missed, really, but they've that many players. There doesn't seem to be any real strategy and plan. And I, I think they've been they've been really poor now for eighteen months, two years. Yeah. yeah, Chelsea, and that's a long time for for such a big club, especially when you spend that kind of money.
0: And they're not just sort of United missing out in the top four, perhaps poor. They're like ninth, tenth, yeah. poor. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's really, really bad, isn't it? And um, yeah, again, FFP. You know, we've seen. Everton get in trouble. Manchester uh, Manchester City obviously have the charges hanging over them, whether whether anything will ever come of that. But, you know, I, Chelsea can't spend the way that they can. Arsenal obviously feeling feeling the, the the squeeze of FFP. Whereas the way Liverpool do things, whether you like it or not, it kind of gives them the breathing room, doesn't it, to, to carry on improving. So, yeah, yeah we shall yeah. see. Um, we'll leave it there because um, you've got to get to Kirby. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, go and see Pap Lenders. But... Um, Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for your support. Um, give us a like, subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, we're going to try and do a few different things in 2024. So tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, tell us what you want more of and what you want less of. Um, we appreciate your support and um, thanks for tuning in. Um, we'll be back on Thursday for um, yeah. for the regular we'll Blood the Red. Brief, yeah. Yeah, for, for a bit of for full and chat and League Cup chat. But thanks very much. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.